0: I think it is the best Spider-Man movie that exists, hands down. It's so good. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Geek Squared Show, the show where we talk about the things that we talk about. My name's Emma.
1: I'm Spider-Man.
0: Oh, and I'm Your also Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs>
1: He's Spider-Man. Who? How many spiders?
0: Uh, many. That is Tilly, just to clarify. He's still my co-host. <laughs> and of course, we are going to be kicking off season two of the Geek Squared Show with Spider-Man no way home. Huge spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet. That's literally the whole advertisement is no spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, please stop. Now that we have given you time to do that, we must talk about this film. It is, it took over the world when it came out.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Everybody was talking about it. Everybody was seeing it immediately. First of all, what did we think?
1: I'd like you to start.
0: (laughs) I liked it. It surpassed my expectations because much like our predictions when we saw the trailer and talked about that in our episode from last season entitled Superpowers, I thought it would be overwhelmed with all the characters that they were hinting at Mm -hmm. and confirming, of course. But I didn't feel that way.
1: I, I felt like it was a little bit too much. I don't think it was a bad movie. I just think I didn't like it. (laughs) Because I did, I I can definitely appreciate the fact that they really nailed the returning characters. Like, Mm -hmm. they didn't mess with them at all.
0: Yeah, they all stepped back into the roles pretty seamlessly. Yeah,
1: it was great. Also, some of the action was pretty good. Like, when the three started using their Spidey sense to meld together, that scene was pretty cool. They started swinging around. That was cool. It was just too much. Like, I don't know. It, It felt like more of a movie to cause like to create implications than it was this is a spider-man movie
0: no which isn't this messi- <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it was like yes it was about spider-man and like yes it was about the spider-man villains as well maybe i just didn't get it like okay I don't know.
0: that's fair all right let me change your mind then <laughs> uh where do we start there's so much to talk about where would you like to start
1: uh, I mean, we can start at the point, the parts I, I liked about it. Okay. The action, the action was pretty solid. Okay. Whoever was the stunt team on that was pretty good. Uh, the visual effects were also fairly good.
0: Yes, they were.
1: The tentacles. Oh, They looked crisp.
0: They did. Whoever they was did. in
1: charge of that, well done.
0: Also, I felt that the CGI to de-age Doc Ock not bad and Green Goblin pretty especially
1: for Willem Dafoe yeah that was well done not that he
0: needed a whole lot because the man like did not literally looks the same but like (laughs)
1: they took away like half the wrinkles of course of course
0: (laughs) a lot of the Green Goblin character is in his facial expression Mm -hmm. so I don't think that the CGI took away from any of his expression yes same with Doc Ock yeah they just did a really solid job of making those faces look real Doc Ock didn't look the same no no he did not I don't know what it was. It was his hair was different for sure.
1: Yeah, it was definitely darker.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there I were I like
1: his face was also like the wrong shape.
0: His face was definitely more angular in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 and it was more rounded in No Way Home. But I think that was now that we're talking about it, probably a decision that they made because they could only do so much before the but, face. Yeah, they would made it look weird wonky. otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But they still did an amazing job. The updated tentacles brings me to one point that I had, which was the integration of technology in this movie. I thought that was really cool, and it helped Spider-Man in general stay current, even though it was referencing the past.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which was, it was super cool. cool. Like, like the big
0: thing was Doc Ock referenced his the power of the sun in the palm of my hand, which ended up being the arc reactor rather than this huge the frickin'
1: sun. Yeah, the frickin literally sun. literally the sun, literally <laughs> the sun.
0: And the way that he ripped out Peter's suit and then it integrated into his tentacles, that overrode the awesome. system, paired with Peter's suit. That was cool. Nineteen sixty two Spider Man could never. So the way they integration was one of the themes of this movie, obviously. And even like the kids found Electro, who they thought was Green Goblin, using sh- social media. They went on all these things like TikTok and Instagram and all that to find weird things happening. Again, 1962 Spider-Man could never. <laughs> he had a police radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I, You know what? Okay. I think I just realized the root of the problem. I don't know that I'm a huge, huge fan of this edition of Spider-Man. The Tom no. Holland era.
0: I'm not either. Homecoming and Far From Home were not my favorite movies. I like Spider-Man in the other Avenger movies.
1: Yeah, as an addition? Yeah. I love it.
0: But I did like this one. Let me ask you this. What's your favorite Spider-Man then? Toby. Toby? Toby killed it. It was the first had the best villains. You know what? That's what it is. Yeah. So let's talk about the villains for a sec then. Spider-Man has always had some of the most interesting villains to exist in fiction. Usually they're parallel to Spider-Man himself because in a sense they're just normal people who... Either they get caught up in these freak accidents or with the use of technology, they gain these incredible powers. And some of the most prominent ones, such as the Green Goblin, Doc Ock, the Lizard, they aren't inherently evil. They think they're going to make the world better. Mm-hmm. The only one I see is inherently evil in within the Spider-Man that we were given, No Way Home, Electro. is Electro. He just wants to be pure energy. Whack. <laughs> Whack. I don't Literally, even know if that's evil. First of all,
1: the Amazing Spider-Man 2, it was, what was that movie?
0: It was all right, but we do not have an issue with Andrew Garfield as no, Spider-Man. No, absolutely. We have talked Honestly, about
1: this. if it weren't for the fact that the movies were what they were, mm-hmm. I think Andrew would have been my favorite.
0: Yeah. The problem with those movies is that is that there was so much cut out because they were trying to make a darker Spider-Man and then they immediately were like, no, this is too dark. Seeing... The Green Goblin mask again. That thing's still scary. It was very bold of them to destroy it right away.
1: I He's loved so good. this movie. He's
0: so good. <laughs> <laughs> Willem is, he is the best villain. He is the best By villain far. As in Goblin. any movie, period. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved, absolutely, like, oh, it was so perfect that he was Green Goblin in the Sam Raimi Spider Man's because he came back as the Green Goblin, Spider Man's ultimate nemesis.
1: The one and only. Yeah,
0: Green Goblin is to Spider-Man what Joker is to Batman. One cannot exist without the other. He knows all of his weaknesses. He knows how to get under Spider-Man's skin. And no one knows Spider-Man like the Green Goblin does. Of course, we've never seen a Spider-Man movie get as dark as the Dark Knight did. Until Tom Spider-Man was friggin beating the crap out of Green Goblin below the Statue of Liberty. Oh my, that was pretty dark for MCU. He was just so angry. It proved that the Green Goblin was, is, and always will be Spider-Man's nemesis. Also, he wore a hood and goggles like Hobgoblin. He's back and better than ever. Okay. Did Aunt May's death affect you at all?
1: Like, I knew it was going to happen at some point. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was going to happen in this movie. Yes. Yes, Iron Man died. You know, like Iron Man affected everybody. Oh, yes, yes, yes.
0: I see. It wasn't wasn't as personal.
1: It was personal, but it was like not...
0: He was a, he was. It alone. wasn't
1: as like day to day impactful. Yeah, to Yeah, yeah.
0: And he was completely alone when Aunt May died because no one else was impacted the way that he was. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But
1: then like you know, Toby, Uncle Ben dies.
0: Yeah, I somehow I completely overlooked the fact that there was like no Uncle Ben Zero. in this universe. None. I was under the impression somehow that Uncle Ben had already died. So I thought that when she said, first of all, she quoted the comics: "With great power, there must also come great responsibility." to honor stanley putting his exact words into the movie in such an impactful place it was his cameo anyway back to the actual moment i was under the impression that she was reiterating what uncle ben had told him when he died mm-hmm. so when she went down i was like oh <laughs> 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 oh
1: okay. no yeah all right.
0: this is uncle ben's death yeah you know?
1: i can't believe that's the first time in movie
0: yeah The only time Aunt May ever died before this was in Spider-Man, the PS4 game. Are
1: you serious? Yeah,
0: like Spider-Man PS4 was the first time. And then when the two Spider-Mans, MJ and Ned, found Tom Spider-Man on the roof of the school and then they hugged him, Tom tried to tell Andy that he didn't know what he was going through because it was his fault that she died. And Andy just gave him that look. Bro, wrecked. Wrecked. I had never been more glad to be in the far corner of an auditorium <laughs> all alone because I was crying.
1: Really? Yeah, it oh, made me man. cry. No, that, that was a nice moment, though.
0: Also, it it really brings to attention how great Andrew Garfield is. I might just be an Andrew Garfield Straight stand, up. I, you know what? But he is a fantastic actor. He's my
1: favorite. My favorite movies are the Tobey Maguire one. My yes. favorite Spider-Man mm-hmm. is Andrew.
0: He had the most emotional range out of all the Spider-Men. I identify with that Peter Parker because he was just kind of a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Socially awkward. He had a good sense of humor. He just didn't know how to use it. He was a loner.
1: My favorite scene is when Toby's just like and they're both and the other two are like, how, how on earth did you just do that?
0: And then they ask him later, does it come out of other places? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Good little Nod.:
1: Maybe I like this movie, and I just Maybe don't did. know it.:
0: <laughs> Speaking of good little Nod, how about Electro saying there's got to be a black Spider-Man somewhere? Can we please get Miles Morales? Well,
1: we have his uncle.
0: You're right. Aaron, Uncle Aaron. Yeah. I feel like it's time.
1: It's long past due. It's time.
0: Because Tom, Peter, is now at the point where he is on his own. He's in his little apartment.
1: And he can take a little apprentice.
0: Exactly. (laughs) I think that would really help him grow because he does need some redemption after No Way Home. Redemption is one of the main themes of this movie. We have Tom Holland's Peter Parker needs to redeem himself. Obviously, like a huge part of the plot. Doctor Strange also now needs to redeem himself because we learned that after he was blipped, Wong is now the Sorcerer Supreme. The villains uh, need redemption. That's the second part of the plot of No Way Home. And then both Toby and Andrew had next installments of their series lined up and they were canceled. Their stories were unfinished. So now they also need redemption. And that's sort of like this fourth wall break. For us, the audience, we're also getting a redemption from Toby and Andrew. So this whole thing is just about redemption The entire movie That's how I would sum up No Way Home in one word Red Dead Redemption <laughs> <laughs> Three words but one word yes Redemption for sure I'm going to talk about the music The music in this movie was phenomenal Obviously, the MCU music is incredible. Not only do we have the incredible score of Michael Jack, you know, returning, and he added to it as well. He does all the music for the MCU. He's also done the music for Star Wars Rogue One, Incredibles, and Up. We also have the score that James Horner did for the Amazing Spider-Man movies. He's also done Titanic and Avatar. And then we also have the score that Danny Elfman did for the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans. If you don't know who Dan... Dan Raimi... (laughs) (laughs)
1: not everybody (laughs) Rami.
0: if you don't know who danny elfman is i will refer you to any tim burton movie because he's done them pretty much all so we had the incredible work of these three composers all blended together danny elfman's spider-man theme is instantly recognizable and it's such a hero theme that when we heard that for the first time in in no way home i was over the moon (laughs) shooketh It was so good. I actually got goosebumps. I I could not believe that they integrated the music. Music just does this in general. It sets the mood. It gives you hints. It, it's such a function within every movie. So not only did we get the three Spider-Man themes, but as Peter was thinking about how he was going to fix the predicament he was in, and then he approaches the Sanctum Sanctorum, we got Doctor Strange's theme. Worked into the No Way Home music. <sighs> oh my God. Oh my God. It was like the ultimate mashup. <laughs> the remix of the remix.
1: <laughs> I didn't even pick up on any of that. Oh my god, it was so good. My ears don't you didn't hear the, You
0: didn't hear the Sam Raimi?
1: I did, I did hear that.
0: So good. It's so, Danny Elfman's a wizard.
1: May we talk about Doctor Strange for a moment?
0: Oh my god, I love the man. I love the man. Yes, if that didn't answer the question. <laughs> uh, He's so chaotic. So you missed the end of...
1: Yeah, I missed the freaking trailer for the next Doctor Strange. You missed I,
0: Dark Strange. I couldn't believe it because I, I remember texting you at the end when I finished the movie and I said, we have said we want XYZ to happen and I just saw it on the screen. <laughs> and it was yeah. Dark Strange, not just in What If, but officially part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I love Dark Strange.
1: Yeah, I, I'm very excited for yes. that. So, okay, first of all, the Trailer for the new one. Oh boy. I was like, Oh my god, the star that he fell through. Yeah, that means America Chavez is coming. Yes, uh, I did not see the first time that I watched it. That directly before that scene where he falls through the star, it just shows her. After I watched it a second time, I was like, <laughs> I'm dumb. <laughs> I
0: it's guess okay, I blinked. I don't know. Oh, Daredevil, oh, oh! <laughs> Matthew
1: Cox, God bless.
0: Holy, I can't believe Seeing Matt Murdock.
1: I that was where I cried. <laughs>
0: Daredevil, I, knew, I, knew. I don't
1: know if this has been, surely it has. The Marvel shows on Netflix.
0: Yes, we have talked about them. The Netflix
1: Marvel verse, All of it, so good. Yeah. None of it would have been possible without Matthew Cox playing Matt Murdock.
0: I have a very important question, but I can't elaborate if the answer is no. Okay. Have you watched Hawkeye? No. Audience, you know.
1: For me, two things that are... Are very important when you're when you're doing uh however many Marvel movies yeah. they're ever gonna any, make. Any kind of series. crossover. Yeah, yeah. Is fan service and like stepping stone movies. Yes. And I feel like it was both.
0: Yes. This acted as a good sequel, meaning addition to, not like the second in a series. Um it's a good sequel to The Spider Man, What If, and Doctor Strange. It's connecting, connecting it's, the dots. Yeah.
1: I know as I went into this episode I was like ah like it was kind of not really a standalone it was more of a standing stone a stepping stone like yes no disrespect on that though (laughs) I want to clarify I just don't think it's the best Spider-Man movie that's ever happened
0: oh I think it is the best Spider-Man movie that exists hands down it's so good everything just came full circle and it patched up things that we were missing from the other series it reiterated the strengths and acted as a functional sequel. It added to the universe, furthered character storylines, and that's what a functional sequel should do. It shouldn't be a standalone film.
1: Like the Iron Man movies were Iron Man movies. Yeah. The Captain America, never mind, Captain America. The first Captain say, America movie was a Captain America movie, and yeah. then the next two were like Avengers movies. I was gonna <laughs>
0: say, I don't think that is Disney Marvel's goal anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't think their goal is to make what you are defining as standalone movies. I think it's to create stepping stones. They need to do that. Otherwise, we would just have a bunch of standalone movies and we would just get repeats, which is what I hear a lot of people who are not invested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I hear them say that it's just the same story. Rinse it off. Put on more soap. Lather. Rinse. Repeat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. By creating these stepping stones... No movies are really the same because they're dealing with so many more elements than just Iron Man, just Captain America. No Way Home incorporated all three Spider Man universes. What if the first Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness? Good analogy. It was a spider web. It was the center of a spider web.
1: I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think the sp- it lit- sold. Sold. <laughs> Let's go watch it again.
0: Yeah, it's so good.
1: <laughs> it's not a movie. It's a spider web. <laughs> Of course. How did I not see that? Idiot.
0: <laughs> I think we just have to shift our perspective on what movies can, not should, can be. I don't think a movie should be anything. Perhaps you were you were approaching it one way. You know what?
1: I think it was, I was expecting a Spider-Man movie. I was expecting yes. three Spider-Man movies and one Spider-Man movie, but really it yes. was 16 movies.
0: <laughs> it was the setup for, and the conclusion to. I think you were... I don't want to say you were misguided. That's very harsh. I think, you know what? Maybe I
1: was just too impressed by the the effects.
0: Maybe. I think we all need to watch this movie again because one, it was so good. We obviously missed things because we were all so excited and we were busy cheering for multiple Spider-Men and all the villains that we loved and cherished and missed all this time. We're going to go watch it again. We recommend y'all go watch it again. We're also going to recommend some other things. We want to start this little segment at the end of every episode where we give weekly recommendations on something we've consumed, been doing, experienced, because there's lots of stuff that we love that we don't get to talk about on the podcast. So what else do we recommend? What are our weekly recommendations?
1: Aha, I was wondering how you're going to segue into that. On Netflix, a movie like just came out called Don't Look Up. A, the cast star-studded. And the best part about it is how much satire is in this movie. Hilarious. Oh, it's so good.
0: I had not heard good things about it, so I am going to change my perspective. it. so good. It. My weekly recommendation, foreshadowing for the next episode, Matrix Resurrections. It was perhaps not the best Matrix because it is very, very difficult to top that first one. It was exactly what you would expect from a Matrix film. And if you can see it in theaters, please do because it is a visual spectacle. And that's all I'm going to say for now (laughs) before I get to the spoilers. So until next week, this has been the Geek Squared Show, the show where we talk about the things that we talk about. My name's Emma. I'm Tilly. Our socials are down in the description if you would like to give us a follow. Also, you can find a link to our Buy Me a Coffee so you can fund the chaos. Woo! Haven't done that in a while. It is so good to be back. Thank you for listening and have a great day.
1: There's never been an Uncle Ben, maybe, perhaps, as we know it.
0: Yes. Oh, wait, she's dead.
1: What do you mean, yes? I don't know. Ship has sailed. Ship I'm in has sailed. I'm in the ship has sailed. The ferryman is gone. <laughs> I'm in
0: denial.